Census workers are being told to wrap things up early with potentially huge consequences for the U.S. More than 30 former staffers of The Ellen Show told BuzzFeed News about sexual harassment, assault, and other misconduct behind the scenes. And we're talking with science reporter Latif Nasser about his new Netflix show, Connected, and how the world is more linked together than we might think. The date, July 31st, 2020. The time, News O'Clock. Hello, friends. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. Casey, July is over, and that seems weird. Will time make up its god dang mind this year? I want to bring up what everyone made fun of me for saying uh, the holidays are around the corner. <laughs> the holidays uh, are around the corner. I'll say it once again. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Us. I, I completely agree. That actually reminds me, I was talking to my fiance the other night and she pointed out there's just very few people out there who are making music who, when they drop music, it will instantly go to the top. And Adele is seriously among them to the point that if she were to drop a Christmas album today, <laughs> it would be number one. It would be absolutely, we'd all be like, wow, I didn't know we needed Christmas in July, but here we are. Thank God for Adele. We do need it. We need anything different. (laughs) (laughs) Make it change. Make it stop, world. (laughs) Okay, time for today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. A new study suggests that children carry at least as much coronavirus in their upper respiratory tract as adults, if not more. The study, which was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association Pediatrics, showed that children younger than age five may host up to 100 times as much of the virus in their upper respiratory tract as adults, which is a lot, especially given how few children have tested positive overall and current assumptions about how the infection affects children. A few caveats, as pointed out by the New York Times, the authors and the medical community writ large still aren't sure that this means that kids are actively spreading the virus. And the relatively small sample wasn't broken down by the participants' race or sex and didn't address whether they had underlying conditions. It matters a lot since schools are slowly beginning to do their final planning for the fall, and whether or not kids can spread coronavirus in communities is a huge question especially since Thursday marked the fourth day in a row more than 1,000 people have died of coronavirus in the U.S. And the census will be shutting down its door-knocking count early, despite previously saying it needed extra time to finish because of the pandemic. Back in April, the Census Bureau said it would eat until October 31st to finish its crucial 10-year count of the U.S. population. Only about 4 in 10 households have filled out their census forms, and the self-response rate is even lower in some communities. To fight that, the census sends out door knockers to poll unresponsive households. That work only just started recently, but now, NPR reports, staffers are being told that door knocking will be finishing on September 30th, a whole month sooner than they'd previously announced. The census website now says that the end of the self-response window will also be, quote, when the field data collection ends, which is pretty ambiguous. When asked why they made the change, the Bureau responded, we are currently evaluating our operations to enable the Census Bureau to provide this data in the most expeditious manner, and when those plans have been finalized, we will make an announcement. One former Census Bureau director told Congress this week that ending the count early and relying on statistical models would lead to, quote, overrepresentation for the white non-Hispanic population and greater undercounts for all other populations, including the traditionally hard to count. Which is not what we want. No, it really isn't. We only do this once every 10 years. And it affects how many seats in Congress people have, how communities decide to like allocate their money. Like, oh, we only have a couple thousand people here. Guess we don't need that money. Is there any talk for just moving this to 2021 or after there's a vaccine? 
I don't think so. Like that has never been really in the discussions. It's been, okay, we need this extra month, but right now they're legally required to end it when they do. And Congress has not moved at all to pass an extension that the White House and Commerce Secretary back in the day, back in April said was necessary. Uh, So hopefully, maybe fingers crossed, whatever coronavirus legislation we do get when and if that happens, we'll include this as a provision. All right, Casey, what are you seeing today? Well, hours after we learned that Ellen DeGeneres sent a letter to her staff apologizing for the environment behind the scenes yesterday, we got news that the situation was even worse than we thought. In her letter, Ellen said that she'd hoped, quote, the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. But last night, BuzzFeed News reported that sexual harassment was prevalent on set and in the control room at Ellen. BuzzFeed News spoke with over 30 former employees who shared their stories and independently cooperated incidents involving harassment, misconduct, and assault from top producers. One former Warner Brothers employee who worked with the show said the studio turned a blind eye towards the allegations over the years because of its status as a cash cow. Former employees of the show itself were divided over whether DeGeneres knew of the allegations beforehand, with some believing that the executive producers put on a show for her when she was on set. Others, though, were unsure how she couldn't have heard the rumors over the years, given how closely she worked with the top producers. And in better news, just in time for the weekend, Beyonce's new project, Black is King, launched on Disney Plus today. And um, wow. The visual album, which is a companion to last year's photorealistic remake, The Lion King, The Gift, promised to, quote, reimagine the lessons of The Lion King for today's young kings and queens in search of their own crowns. And friends, it absolutely delivers. The film tracks the same narrative arc as The Lion King, but takes viewers around the world through the lens of the Black diaspora. And like Lemonade and the self-titled visual album before it, Black is King is a spectacle of music, dance, and art. And as you could guess, the fans went absolutely nuts when it dropped and have been tweeting out clips and reactions all day long. I haven't had time yet to sit and watch it, but what I have seen looks Stunning, Casey, just purely stunning. Black excellence at its finest. I know. I keep wanting, like, I see these clips and I like want to talk about the ones that everyone are like, oh, the standout ones. But I'm like, no, I want to I want to watch it from its entirety, like in its, yes. like as it was meant to be seen. So I'm like super excited to do that this weekend. Right. I didn't realize it would have a narrative arc. I knew so little about this project going into it that I've been just surprised and delighted by everything that I've learned since it dropped. Yeah, I knew a new visual album was coming, but I totally also forgot that it was so connected to the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Which we should have guessed because yes. King is right there in the <laughs> obviously, title. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> when we come back, we're talking to science reporter and host of the new Netflix series Connected, Latif Nasser. Stay right there. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com 2022. 
this season? Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. Welcome back. Have you ever thought about how your selfie on Instagram might make a pig's life a little better? If you're like most of us, the answer is probably what? No. But luckily, our guest today is not like the most of us. You might know him as the science reporter behind your favorite Radiolab episodes or the other Latif. But starting August 2nd, you can watch as he investigates the surprising ways the world is linked as the host of a new Netflix documentary series called Connected. We're thrilled to be here today with Latif Nasser. Hi, Latif. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, we're so happy to have you. And congrats on the show. Thank you. Yeah, man, it was, I kept it a secret for so long. So it feels like I'm like, uh, like I'm still like every time I talk about it, I like look around a corner or something. You know, Netflix is there watching you like, hey. <laughs> so people have been hearing your voice for years now on Radio Lab and other audio projects. But what was it like to be on camera? Oh, it's so it's so weird. It's so weird. I mean, I don't know if you guys have the same feeling, but like people be like, like, why do you nod so much? Or like, like, it'd be like, like, I, like I'm like, I'm like, like, because you want to give people like this mm-hmm. kind of feeling that I'm listening without like, because also we another dumb business kind of thing that you guys know, which is like we record on separate tracks, right? Like, but in in real life, when you're out in front of someone and you're filming, you can't record on separate tracks. So I'm like, so I always like you know i'll be like uh-huh wow like i'll do that i'll do real dumb things like that and you're like you can't cut them in tv <laughs> oh i know the vibe i know exactly what you're talking about uh so your new show connected it explores the idea that everything is surprise connected that's something that can seem really hippy dippy or like a cliche or something but your show seeks to make these connections super concrete how did this idea strike you So the idea for the show, in a way, it started with the production company. Uh, They're called Zero Point Zero, and they approached me to be like, so they're they're the people who did um, all the Anthony Bourdain shows. Mm. And in a way, I think like what they were thinking of there was like, let's take the idea of a food show, you know, which like back before then, which is even hard to remember, like it was like in a kitchen, right? Right. And then they like blew that up, and then they they took them out everywhere. And and the idea is kind of the same thing for like the hosted science show. Like it's like, oh, this isn't going to be in a lab or in a like a studio space let's let's explode that let's take it all over the world and then and then for me the kind of next jump was oh okay if we're going to all these far-flung places like how do we make sure to make it something that the viewer when the viewer's watching it they'll feel like it's actually it's wrapped up in their lives like even though i'm halfway across the world seeing some random thing at the top of the amazon rainforest um it'll still feel like oh this is fundamentally entangled with my life like I, I, and so that was the sort of 
um, connections idea. And it's funny, we made this series before COVID. Um, mm-hmm. And like when COVID happened, I was like, oh, no one's going to want to watch this show about like, duh, we're all connected. Like, but, but actually, weirdly, what's happened is like, we're now all weirdly disconnected because so many of us are like shut up at home. And then also the thing that like we all, I think, think about as connecting us right now is like this like dangerous, deadly, scary thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I hope for this show to be about kind of the ways in which we are connected to remind people that there are ways in which we are connected, but they're like beautiful and weird and poetic and they like and, and surprising. And so, so hopefully it, it'll, it'll still do that, you know? Definitely. I am. I 100% need that in my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) And like you said, you traveled all over the world shooting for this show. Which place did you love the most? Oh, it was it was such a trip. Because I, I would be like, <laughs> it'd be like two days in one place, take a red eye to a to- totally different place. Two days mm-hmm. now, and like there were times where I would like wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be like, I I do <laughs> not know where I am. <laughs> like I might be above the ocean right now. Like I don't even know. Um, but I think uh, out of the places, uh, one of the coolest things I got to do. Uh, I'd never been in a hot air balloon before, and I got to go in a hot air balloon over a volcano. <gasps> Yeah. Okay. 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 That's fascinating. But I no spoilers clearly. But doesn't that change how hot air balloons work? I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but too much hot air. hot air. So right. it is a it is a vo- volcano that has not erupted in some time. So okay. it doesn't look okay. it doesn't look like it's about to pop off. But it is. I was with I was up there with the kind of with one of the seismologists who's like uh, or the volcanologist who like who literally studies that volcano and he's like, yeah, this could happen tomorrow. Like we have no idea. <laughs> Um, cool. Chill. Fun. Yeah. 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 But it was it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay. So here's another thing. If everything is connected, this show could literally be about everything. But you picked specific themes for each episode, like dust, digits, poop. How did you pick those? Um, those are just, I mean, a poop may be itself explanatory. I feel like I have a, <laughs> there is a children's book that explains as much. Yes. Yes. Right. And uh, maybe I have my own weird fixation on poop or something. I don't know. But, um, but there were other ones like, like digits where it was like, it almost felt like a dare. Like when I, when I pitched it, I was like, could you make a 45 minute episode about an obscure mathematical law that people will actually want to watch? Like, and, and we tried like, and it's like, it, I don't know. I appreciate as a kind of a fun game like what what are things that some of the things are things that i already was interested in some of the things are things that i think the viewer would be interested in some of the things are things i think the viewer would actually not be interested in like dust like you'd be like that's so boring why would i watch 45 minute episode about dust and then to be able to watch it and have your mind blown and be like oh my god i'm never gonna think about dust the same way again Okay, the way you're talking about everything is now I picture after watching an episode, I'm going to be like talking to my parents and be like, let me tell you about dust. And then I talk for 45 <laughs> minutes and they're like, shouldn't we just watch this episode? And I'll be like, yes, watch it on that, Netflix. <laughs> that's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, uh, yeah. That's the hope. And and the feeling of like, after you watch it, you're like a little bit dizzy. You're like, mm-hmm. what the heck? What? <laughs> like, that's the hope. We tried to do that. Okay. So purposely. without giving too much away, can you tell us about the most mind blowing connection you discussed? Um, I think, I don't know. I'm, there's a lot in there. The one Mm. I'm partial to actually is, is, is the dust one. And it's like, even I've been thinking about it and I've talked to people all over the world about it still blows my mind. So, okay. So, so the dust, 
of the Sahara Desert, where I went, like in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere Sahara, literally nobody around. There's one specific spot in the Sahara where the dust on the ground, there's a kind of a special wind tunnel. And this dust actually, coincidentally, I guess, is like the bones uh, wrapped up in it is like some of it is the bones of dead fish that like thousands of years ago were in this lake that was Mm -hmm. in this specific area. But anyway, whatever. So the wind kind of just picks it up, kicks it up into the air, goes, gets vaulted way high into the air. And then it sort of slowly uh, makes its way over the entire uh, rest of the continent of Africa, over the Atlantic Ocean, literally like hurdles over the Atlantic Ocean, mm-hmm. um, where it does all kinds of interesting things that I'm not even going to tell you about now. Uh, and then the kind of the spoiler here is that the place it lands, tons of it, like millions of tons of it, uh, is in the Amazon rainforest. And what it does is it fertilizes the Amazon rainforest. So the Amazon rainforest would not be the Amazon rainforest we think of today without this this little sprinkling of fertilizer. And it's so crazy because the bones of this dead fish from thousands of years ago is actually fertilizing. It's like there's there's out of death, right? Out of the deadest, most dry, (laughs) desolate place is the most vital, vibrant, alive Mm. place, right? And it's like, that was going on above our heads for so long and we didn't even know about it i wish that the audience could see us right now because case yes. and i are both just staring like rap just like jaws yeah. down, like what and you're doing the hand motions that i'll know i'll do in front of my parents where i'm just like pointing and they're like can you stop can you put your hands to your side absolutely not okay last Last question. Your work is all about telling weird and interesting science stories, but for a lot of people, science is something that feels really inaccessible or hard to understand. Can you talk a little bit about why you've made it your life's work to translate these stories for the people who maybe wouldn't normally rush to listen to an hour's worth of science talk? Yeah, no, I... I like, cause I, I get those people, you know, like, I mm-hmm. feel like I was that kid in, in, in high school in science class where it's like a science textbook felt like, felt like someone just handed me a textbook of answers to questions that I didn't even ask or care about or like mm-hmm. want to know the answers to. And that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like homework. And to me, what cracked it open was when I realized, wait a second, like there's actually like, this is still going on. Like, we don't know. We don't have the answers. In, in so, there's so many fundamental questions. This isn't even one that we brought up in the show. But like, why do we sleep? Like, pretty no, basic questions. I was just thinking about that literally <laughs> last night, how weird it is. Like, okay, time to shut down my body for a third of my life. I literally right? thinking about that last night. Right, and this is, this is so crucial to our lives. Like, we don't even know the answer to that. Like, we have a lot of good guesses. But, like, like these are things that it's, it's this dynamic thing that's happening right still happening uh and, and 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 there are people like these kind of often like heroic people that i get as my job to look over their shoulder as they're kind of looking for these little clues into the answers to these like super fundamental questions and and there's something kind of just so thrilling about that it's so much more um I, it's so much more sort of swashbuckling than than you would ever imagine from that high school science textbook well, Latif, thank you so much for joining us. And Eid Mubarak, listeners, you can watch Latif's new show, Connected, on Netflix starting August 2nd. Thank you so much, Eid Mubarak, to you and all your listeners, too. 
We have time for one more thing, and today we're both celebrating and mourning. Today is our producer, Hiba El Orbani's last day with the show, and we are verklempt. But we couldn't let her go without getting her behind the mic one last time. Hiba, thank you for putting up with us for as long as you have. My absolute pleasure. <laughs> it felt only fitting that as a send-off, as you head off to grayer pastures, that we put a bit of a quiz together for you. You spent a lot of time working with this crew on the daily, Hiba, so we want to know, how well do you know the rest of the team that puts the show together? No trick questions. Each of these will actually be about either your fellow producers, Alan and Sierra, audio engineer Dan, or one of us. Okay. <laughs> So this shouldn't be too bad. We promise. We're going to give you a fact and you have to tell us which member of the team it's about. Are you ready? Uh, I am not ready. I'm never ready, but (laughs) let's do it. Lovely honesty. Okay. First up, which member of the team once DJed a closing set of a rave using the same turntables as Paul Oakenfold? (laughs) Um, Okay. Alan was talking about raves yesterday, so I'm going to say Alan. You are correct. You got it. It was, in fact, your fellow producer, Alan. I actually I used my contact this time. Yeah, I love that Alan is just associated with raves now. Oh, Okay, so next question. Which person on the team's first real concert experience was seeing Ben Folds in college? Okay, Ben Folds in college. Huh. You know, I actually, I'm just realizing I really don't know how old any of you are. Um, (laughs) That's the new quiz. To our faces, guess how old each of us are. Um, Hmm. Uh, Is it Dan? No, it's Hayes. Hayes. <laughs> it was me. I'm not really much of a concert person. And so I went with my best friend and then girlfriend. And yeah, it was Ben Folds in college. And how was it? Eh, pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy a good piano playing. Uh, it was pretty good. Beautiful. Ringing endorsement. Okay. <laughs> Next up, this person had a hundred scorpions as pets when they were a child. Oh my um okay i feel like casey has talked about having a lot of animals around maybe i made that up but i'm gonna say casey incorrect it was our own sierra (laughs) Sierra. she blames it on being raised in arizona and mostly due to her father (laughs) okay well clearly i mean I'm, i'm doing not well i feel like this means i should stay on the show and get to know you guys a little better Never leave us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Next, this person has watched the entirety of Gilmore Girls four times through and describes themselves as wholeheartedly Team Jess. Okay. I know this one. I'm pretty sure this is Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you are very correct. <laughs> it is Dan. <laughs> I know this because one time I, I have seen Gilmore Girls twice. Um, and I, you know, I consider myself like a pretty. You know, like I know a decent amount, but Dan one time said something about the most recent season, which I hardly know anything about, um, and I didn't understand the reference. So, can confirm, diehard fan. <laughs> okay, okay. Next, this member of the News O'Clock fam went to a high school that was also a zoo. Casey. <laughs> Yes, you were right about you're right about the animals before. I knew there was an animal uh, thing going on with you. All right. (laughs) Okay, last one. 
This person has been an amazing producer, has made every episode she's worked on better, found some incredible guests for us to talk with, and will be missed deeply by everyone on this show. Oh my God. Who is it? It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Hiba, we love you and we'll miss you so much. We're going to miss you so much. It is absolutely you who is the producer who we are crying a little over right now. It's very sad. I'm also tearing up. Nobody can see. Um, It was such a pleasure to work with you guys. I want our listeners to know that it's not all for show. This team really is lovely and so kind. Um, And I'm going to stop talking before I actually start crying. No, keep going. Keep going. (laughs) He's like really wants to see you cry. So just know that. It's it's not hard. I cry all the time. (laughs) Hard same. Uh, well, Hibba, we're going to miss you and best of luck as you join the fabled ranks of the New York Times. And we look forward to hearing everything you put out while you're there. Thank you. That's it for today. Join us on Monday when we're talking with BuzzFeed News reporter Jessica Garrison about her investigation into the life and alleged crimes of one of America's most prolific hitmen. And remember, if you haven't filled out your census yet, get on that ish. Do it. Do it now. Just go. News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bauza, Hiba Elabani, Alan Haberchak, and Sierra Tall. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesha Tikiter, Samantha Hinnick, Patrick McMiniman, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please, take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.